0: Thank you, Pastor. As Tom and Thomas mentioned during our uh, children's moment, we have been spending some time with the prophet Elijah, and we continue to do so today. First uh, Kings chapter 19, verses 15 through 21 is where we find ourselves today. Hear now the word of the Lord. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazel as king over Aram. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, of Abueloah, as prophet in your place. Whoever escapes from the sword of Hazel, Jehu shall kill And whoever escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall kill. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So Elijah set out from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, who was plowing. There there were 12 yoke of oxen ahead of him, and he was with the 12th. Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle over him. He left the oxen, ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. Then Elijah said to him, Go back again. What have I done to you? He returned from following him, took the yoke of the oxen and slaughtered them. Using the equipment from the oxen, He boiled their flesh and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out and followed Elijah and became his servant. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me, please? God, we pray that you would speak to us. We pray that we have the ability to hear. We pray that in this moment that the preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. Help us to hear with clarity what it is that you would have us to hear so that we can be motivated, empowered, enabled, and equipped to follow you more closely. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. I want you all to Imagine with me this morning, I want you to imagine that you are doing whatever it is that you typically do on a normal kind of day. You're working, playing golf, doing some yard work, perhaps walking the dog, I want you to imagine that as you're going about doing this thing that you do on a normal day, I want you to imagine that you are then approached by a hairy man who has an odor, whose clothes are obviously out of style, and who is wearing a big leather belt, kind of like one of those... Belts that a, a power lifter would wear. And I want you to imagine that as this hairy, smelly man approaches you, I want you to imagine that in that moment, as you are doing whatever it is that you typically do on a normal day, imagine that he comes up and he just gives you a hug a nice, firm, smelly embrace. Then I want you to imagine that he leans over and whispers in your ear, You follow me now. Who's calling 911? Yeah, some honesty going on here, right? Who's screaming for help? (laughs) I'm going to try to run and hope that I'm faster. Who in their right mind, having such a moment, who in their right mind would actually say, okay, let me go and tell my family goodbye? If in your imagining, if you do think that you would say okay in such a scenario, If you do think you would say, okay, just let me go and tell my family goodbye, I strongly suggest that you make an appointment with Pastor Katie or myself. We need to talk about your home life. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy, but it's true. Scripture tells us that Elijah is a prophet. Prophets do typically stand out in their appearance. There is a wildness to them. In this case, not only is Elijah wild, but he is hairy. So we have this hairy prophet of God who has been instructed by God to go and to do some appointing. And one of the appointments that Elijah has been tasked with making is appointing the person who will follow him as prophet, Elisha. God says, Elisha is going to succeed you, Elijah. Go and get him. So Elijah goes and finds Elisha, who was out in the field, just doing what he does on a normal kind of day. He's plowing the family field with the family oxen. And the hairy prophet of God, he, he throws his mantle over him. It's, it's, it's kind of like his, his stole, it's, it's the equivalent of, of giving them a, a nice big hug. It is his material of prophetic authority. This moment is Elijah's equivalent to Jesus' uh, words to, to Simon and Andrew and them, drop your nets and come and follow me. This time, through the placing of his mantle over Elisha, Elijah is saying, it's time to drop the oxen and come and follow me. And just like those those first disciples uh, when Jesus was walking along the sea many, many, many years later, so too in this case does Elisha drop what he's doing and leave everybody behind, and he goes and he follows. But when I say that Elisha, drops the oxen, it's a little bit more intense than Simon and Andrew and them dropping the nets. You see, he literally drops the oxen. He slaughters them. He then puts them to the fire and then he he shares them with his people. And then after dropping the oxen, he sets out And he follows Elijah, to be Elijah's servant. More accurately, to be Elijah's disciple. Disciple. You know, it it seems so peculiar to us to hear a story of a a strange, hairy man telling somebody to, to drop his oxen and to to, to leave his family and to come follow him and, and the person actually do it. Just like it's strange for us to hear a story of, of Jesus walking along the sea and calling people to drop their nets and leave their families and they actually do it. It's peculiar to us, it's foreign. It's foreign to think that, that somebody in, in their judgment would say, yeah, I should do this. <laughs> And the reason why it's so foreign to us is because we don't live in an age where uh, discipleship in its, its, its purest form is promoted. We don't comprehend what's happening here because we don't comprehend what discipleship is. That is, of course, except for the times that we come to worship or when we open up and read Our weekly e-news. In those cases, we are presented with calls to discipleship, but outside of that, we don't hear a lot about it. But in Elijah's day, and later on in Jesus's day, people knew what a disciple was. They knew what a disciple was, and they knew what an honor it was. It was a a tremendous honor for a holy person to ask you to follow them. It was a tremendous honor for a holy person to ask you to be their disciple. And oftentimes, it was an honor that was reserved for those who were at the head of the class, those who had the ability to be amongst the religious elite, those who had the highest scores on their religious SATs, they were far more likely to find someone who they could follow as a disciple. But the farmers, the farmers and the fishermen were most likely the ones who, although they went through the same religious training as everybody else, they didn't test as well. And so they are the ones who find themselves back in the field and back with the fish because being a disciple was not going to be in the cards for them, even though they would have wanted that opportunity, because, as I said, it was a tremendous honor to be a disciple. But if you don't pass the test, back to the fields, back to the fish. When God tells Elijah to go and call Elisha to be a predecessor prophet, Elisha is eager to go. He's wanted an opportunity like this his entire life. And so Elisha happily drops the oxen and leaves his family and goes. It is an honor. He gets to be Elijah's follower he gets to learn from this holy teacher he gets to learn how to be a spokesperson for God he gets to be a disciple finally he gets to be a disciple what a privilege what an honor you know they say that a disciple back then would would follow their teacher so closely so closely that they would literally be covered in the dust of the teacher's feet. Literally, a disciple follows their teacher so close that they are covered in the dust from the teacher's feet. And that's what Elisha does with Elijah. He follows close finds himself covered in the dust. The dust from Elijah's feet. You know that's That's what we're called to do with Jesus as well. Yes. Us. What an honor it would be to follow Jesus so close that we would find ourselves covered in the dust from his feet. But you know, the truth is, is that before we could follow the teacher that closely, to be covered in the dust of his feet before we could get to that point. We have to let our nets and our oxen go. You see, discipleship always will ask something of us. Discipleship is costly. Discipleship will always ask us to let go of some things that we would rather hold on to. Discipleship calls the one who is called to follow their teacher closely. But first, discipleship calls for the one called to leave some things behind. If you are within the sound of my voice at this moment, you need to know that you have been called. Yes, you have been called to follow Jesus. It's crazy, I know, but it's true. So the question then is, what do you need to leave behind so that you can follow Jesus more closely? What are you holding on to that you need to let go of so you can follow Jesus more closely? What is it that you need to drop? Drop it. Drop the oxen like Elisha. Drop the nets like Simon and Andrew and them. Drop the the need for approval. Drop the, the quest for greed. Drop the fear. Drop the lack of trust in God and in yourself. Drop the cell phone. Drop the idols. Drop the self-centeredness. Drop the need to always be right. Drop the accumulation of stuff. Drop being unkind and uncharitable to other people. Drop the hatred. Drop the bitterness. Drop the self-righteousness. Drop the selfishness. Drop your stumbling block. Drop those misguided priorities. Drop whatever it is from the old you that needs dropping so that the new you can become what God is calling you to be. Chances are you already know what it is. You don't need me to help you identify it, I'm pretty sure. You have some indication of what needs to be dropped, drop it, drop your oxen, follow, drop your oxen, put them to the fire, whatever it is, let it burn so that your heart can be more on fire for the one you have been called to follow. And it's Jesus, it is Jesus who is calling. And Jesus has called us not by placing his mantle over us, but by covering us with his blood. We are called to be dust-covered disciples washed in the blood of Christ. That is what we are called to be, dust-covered disciples washed in the blood of Christ who make dust-covered disciples washed in the blood of Christ, who make dust-covered disciples washed in the blood of Christ, who make dust-covered disciples washed in the blood of Christ, and so on and so forth. No other calling in life could be more honorable. No other calling in life is more serious. No other calling in life can ever supersede this calling, to be dust-covered disciples washed in the in the blood of Christ. So it is time to drop whatever needs dropping and go and closely follow. And I promise it will be a journey unlike no other. Let us pray. God, help us to drop whatever it is so that we can follow you as closely as you would desire. Lord, we long to be covered in the dust of your feet. We pray that your spirit would work in and around and through us so that may be a reality. It is in the name of the one who has called us, Jesus Christ our Lord, that we pray. And the church says, amen.